Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hi loves of my life. So excited to chat with you today. If you came here to learn how to ditch all of your fears, all of your limiting beliefs, and all of your negative overthinking so you can manifest the life of your dreams, you came to the right place. Today we're going to talk about three belief systems we need to drop immediately. These belief systems are not serving us, they're not empowering us, and they're holding us back. But before we dive into that, I want to take a minute to tell you a little update. I have two spots open right now for coaching. If you're not familiar with what that would look like or what the transformation is, I help people go from a place of feeling insecure, having low self-esteem, just being unsure about their true path or purpose in life, and I take them through a transformational process of uncovering what is truly holding them back, so digging into those belief systems and releasing them so they can move on feeling confident. So we typically have bi-weekly coaching calls to walk through where they're at in life right now and where they want to be, and I help them stay accountable throughout that journey. So, so much can be uncovered when you have someone walking you through the process and helping you identify the areas where you're being held back from living your best life. I also do things like guided meditations with my clients, um, especially if they're just learning how to meditate or if that's a goal of theirs, as well as other tools we use for mindset mastery. This is a truly life-changing experience, so if you're feeling stuck or you've been wanting to bust through your fears once and for all, you can actually schedule a free call with me. I do a limited number of these each week, and I will put the link for that in the show notes. So the first belief system that runs rampant in most people's lives, and in my opinion, is the root of all unhappiness. And literally when people say money or greed is the problem, this is the actual problem. What is it? It's the idea that I'll be happy when. You know what I'm talking about here. I'll be happy when I get the next promotion at work. I'll be happy when I get a new car. I'll be happy when I can afford to buy my own home instead of renting. I'll be happy when I find a new boyfriend, when I'm finally not single anymore. For those of you who are online business owners or influencers, you may relate to this one. I'll be happy when I have X number of followers. So upgrading your life makes sense, right? We all want to get to the next level, and why wouldn't we be going after the next best thing? I mean, we can and should, but the problem is when we hold off on being happy right now because we're waiting until we get to this next thing that's going to make us feel fulfilled or proud of ourselves or complete, that is the problem. Thinking we can't be happy until we have the thing or telling ourselves how much life our better will be our how much better our life will be when we have the thing. Happiness is in the moment and being happy with where we are now, that's what brings our manifestations to fruition, first of all. That vibration of appreciation, which is the same vibrational frequency as receiving, that's what's gonna make it easier to get to the things we want and start moving in that direction. But that's just the first, I mean, that's just part of it. Um, I think you can all think of a situation where 
you know, you look so forward to having a new car or, you know, an upgraded thing, whatever. Um, I remember when I bought my first brand new car and I was like so excited. And I, I remember like a week or two later thinking, oh, I, I really don't feel any different. You know, I'm not happier. I mean, is it more comfortable? Sure. But it doesn't actually make you happier and you kind of realize, oh, that thing really didn't make me happy. But what happens next? We just keep going towards the next thing. We just keep thinking, I'll be happy when. So when we realize that the state that we're in right now can be changed without any external circumstances, first of all. Um, but write this down, this is important. Happiness comes from within. Happiness comes from within. Happiness doesn't come from external circumstances or objects or things or relationships. Now, it may hinder our happiness if we don't like our circumstances, if we're in a shit relationship or a shit job that we hate. We may think that we're unhappy because of our lack of this or that. And sure, there's some, some comforts that come with upgrading and advancing, but our internal state isn't going to change for very long just because we have those things. I actually heard a quote recently on a podcast that said, 99% of people are always looking for the next party. Be the 1% that knows they are the party. So of course I put it on a sticky note in, in my office, but honestly, I think it's so powerful because so many of us have what's called destination happiness. We're always just thinking of the next thing that's supposed to bring us happiness when we really need to just focus on creating it within ourselves. Because after we get the next thing, we're just gonna want the next thing and the next thing. And an example for me, I live in Pittsburgh and I'm not from here, um, but it's it's close to where my husband's family's from and this is where you know he wanted to live. And I kind of live here because that was the reason why. So I think for a long time I was always thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll be happy if, if we move somewhere else, I would be happy or I, I should get to live wherever I want. And if I lived in, you know, in the South or in Florida or in California, I would be happy. And maybe I would be happier if I lived somewhere a little warmer. Sure. It could be fun, but maybe I would also get to that next destination and then just have the same thought again, because is it true is the thing that we want really going to make us happy? Is that really what we're lacking? Or do we lack something internal and we're using all of these other things to be reasons why we're not happy now? Or to be things with, I'll be happy when? So I really want you to think about this belief system, this I'll be happy when, and figure out where this exists in your life. What things are you holding back from being happy now? Like where in your life could you appreciate and be happy in the right now? And maybe you don't even need that next thing, or maybe you want it and it's fine to want it and to work towards it, but no, it's not going to change, you know, your happiness or your internal state. Um, and really having that appreciation in the now is the key to happiness. It's gratitude. It's, it's, it's the same thing as receiving. It's the same feeling in our body. And we have that ability to activate that in the now, in the right now. So no, don't stay at a shit job that you hate or in a shit relationship that you hate, but 
know that the next thing is not necessarily going to change your internal state of happiness. So the next belief system I want us to analyze is the either or mentality. This one, for whatever reason, seems to be so ingrained in our minds. It's the mindset where basically we throw the idea of balance out the window. I can either start this diet today and work out 17 times this week and never touch another cookie, or I'm a piece of shit who sits on the couch eating potato chips all day. It's like if we screw up and eat one single carb, our whole meal plan goes out the window and we're like, well, okay, guess I'll try to start over again next Monday. It's like we have no concept of moderation. It's all or nothing. And this comes from the ego's fight or flight response system. And that worked great for us way back when there were, you know, super dangerous situations lurking around every corner thousands of years ago. It doesn't work too well for us in today's society. In fact, it often plagues people who suffer from depression and anxiety. It often shows up in situations where also like maybe we don't get the job we applied for. So we think, oh, okay, no one likes me. I'm a piece of crap and obviously I should give up and not apply to any other jobs because what's the point? No one's hiring. No one's going to hire me. I suck. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where else does this play out in our lives? It seems like we get trapped in this mindset where if we have something, um, someone else can't have it, right? It's like a zero-sum game. This also shows up a lot in politics, especially in the United States. If you're familiar with um, with the, the system of, of politics that we have here, um, we <laughs> we're so divided between Republicans and Democrats. We have two political parties, and basically, there's a lot of pressure from society to identify with one of those two parties. And if you fall into one of those categories, you have to adopt all of the same beliefs that go along with it, right? We either have to build a giant wall around the entire country or let every immigrant into the country without asking any questions. Like, no, those aren't the only options, guys. But it seems that way because we have this either-or mentality. Um, So try to catch yourself when you're also saying things like always or never or anything else extreme to one side and think about whether or not this mentality is working in your favor. Is it possible there's a third option? Maybe this thing didn't work out for you right now, but that doesn't mean it never will. A rejection letter from one university certainly doesn't mean you're not gonna get in anywhere or that you're not smart enough, right? Okay. So that brings us to the third belief system to analyze and to potentially drop. And this one is hard to swallow. This one may trigger some of you. This one may make some of you mad. This one is time. There's never enough time. I don't have enough time. Why do we feel this way? Specifically, when it comes to something we know will be good for us, but that takes some additional effort and pushes us out of our comfort zone. Because honestly, it seems like everyone I know has time to watch The Bachelor, right? Bachelor in Paradise or The the Bachelorette or whatever is on right now. But no one has time to exercise. No matter how much we all know the benefits to our mental health, to our physical health, 
to our happiness, we just don't have the time. <laughs> now, how can I infer without knowing your particular situation that you actually do have the time? Here's the thing. Our brain is always out to convince us that we are right, that we are correct, that everyone else is in the wrong. So when we have told our subconscious over and over and over that there's no time for this, that there's no time for that, we start to believe it. We believe our own excuses, guys, no matter what they are. And the crazy thing about beliefs is that they seem so true. <laughs> we don't question our excuses. We just kind of accept them, especially if they are working in our favor, right? Because we truly don't want to work out. Um, we may say we want to work out. We may say things like, I wish I had the time to exercise, but the truth is we don't, we don't wish we had the time to exercise. Okay. Because it's easier not to, it's easier to binge watch the bachelor and scroll through social media than it is to get off your booty and go to the gym. Right. And believe me, I'm guilty of the same belief system and the same mindset of not thinking I have time. I've completely been there. Um, but maybe there's something else you want to do and if it feels difficult, you know, it's out of the comfort zone. I talk to people all the time who kind of want to start a business or change careers or apply for new jobs or maybe meal prepping or making a morning smoothie. And you tell yourself, yeah, I would love to do that, but I don't have any time. And yeah, this was me a thousand percent. I literally believed myself so strongly that I didn't have time. I believed it. I felt so sorry for myself. I felt like a victim because I worked 50 hours a week and had somewhat long commutes. I let that be my excuse for not doing so many things. Truthfully, I just would rather not do them. I didn't really want to do them enough. And when you believe your mind, when you're believing the voice that's telling you you don't have enough time, you're just gonna go along with it, right? So I used to eat breakfast bars every morning and I tried so many different ones and they all just seemed to have so much added sugar and crap. And one of my employees was a personal trainer and told me to start making a shake in the morning instead. I told him, oh, I would love to, but I don't have the time. How could I possibly do that in the morning? You want me to wake up earlier, make a smoothie, and then wash a blender? And you know what he told me when I complained that I didn't have time? He was like, yeah, you, you just need to do it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I forced myself to try it. And it turns out, now that I have a little system going, it adds maybe maybe five minutes to my morning. And I do it like I make two batch, like I make a batch of two days worth at a time. So like three days a week, I'm spending five minutes making a smoothie. It's not bad at all. But in my mind, my excuses in my mind were telling me that, that it was a ridiculous, preposterous idea that I would never have the time to do. I believe my own excuses for years about exercising too, and I let myself off the hook. And a little, um, a little side hack here that I got myself to enjoy going to the gym with was I started when I'd wake up in the morning, um, I would just tell my, it would be like the gym day. So I'd like put them on my schedule, like three days a week or four days a week to go to the gym. And in the morning I would lay out my sports bra and my gym clothes. That way when I got home from work and I changed, I would just put those on versus like 
trying to do that later, um, which I still think is a good hack. But what I would start to do is I would be like, oh, crap, I do not want to go to the gym after work tonight. And as soon as I would have that thought, I would flip it. And I would tell myself, nope, I love going to the gym. I'm going to feel so good. I'm going to feel so energized. And I'm going to be really proud of myself. And I'm going to feel healthy. And it's important for me. It's important to me to do this. And so I would just throughout the day remind myself that I was excited to go to the gym. And it felt ridiculous for a while. But after a few weeks, I started to believe it. I started to believe that I was excited to go to the gym. And... It's the same thing as to, as tricking yourself to believe you don't have time for a thing. It's exactly the same thing. We can manipulate that part of our brain, guys. So that's what I did. I told myself I was excited to go to the gym, and somehow I became somebody who actually enjoyed going to the gym. It was wild. And this was before I was even I did, this was way before I knew about like manifestation. This was way before I was super into personal development. Um I don't know, I, I just started doing it and it worked like amazing. So try that little hack on for size and let me know what you think. So fast forward to now, <laughs> I'm the busiest I've ever been and yet I wake up every morning and I meditate and I journal, I make a morning smoothie if it's that morning that I need to make it. I work out a few times a week and while I do feel busy, I, I never feel like I don't have time. Like I never feel like that anymore because I simply dropped that belief system. And I'm also the least stressed I've ever been because I'm doing these things consistently that are making me happy and that are releasing stress and that are releasing all the negative energy. Because once you understand, um, have the understanding and the tools to deep dive into your beliefs, it becomes second nature to pick out what is actually holding you back and what is actually stressing you out. And once the excuses are out of the way and we have the awareness to pick up on them, we actually start doing the things we want to do. <laughs> so, okay, what do we do now that we've identified these three belief systems? We've probably at this point been able to pinpoint how these may be holding us back, but how exactly do we drop them? How do we get rid of them? Okay, so I've been talking to this a lot with my clients. Awareness is the first step. Make sure when you notice these negative or limiting beliefs, be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself. So when you're thinking about going to the gym and you tell yourself, oh, I could go to the gym tonight, but I don't have time. And maybe you actually know deep down that you do. That little awareness, that little like catching yourself, catching your own excuse, let that be a moment where you give yourself a little bit of a clap or a pat on the back. That's the first step is to be proud of yourself and celebrate just having the awareness that you've identified it. Because if we berate ourselves when we, um, you know, if we berate ourselves or we're hard on ourselves when we catch these things, we're just going to drive ourselves into even worse mindset situations. It's, it's not about being hard on yourself or, or, you know, judging yourself. Just be happy that you are gaining the self-awareness. And remember to take it easy on ourselves while doing this work because it is hard work to change your mindset. But increasing self-awareness is such a huge step. And when you're noticing that and you're picking up on negative beliefs, let that be a happy moment for you. 
So now that you're increasing your self-awareness and you're picking up on these negative limiting beliefs, you're identifying these as fake, as lies, it's time to replace them with new beliefs. And you could do this in the moment by asking yourself, is that belief 1000% completely true? Is that thought that I had about a, a this or that mentality or I'll be happy when or you know, I don't have time, is it 1000% completely true? And then ask yourself, what might be a more empowering belief for you? And then focus on feeling into that new belief. So much of manifestation has to do with feelings. Feel into what it is like to fully and completely believe that new belief. So maybe you're realizing, you know, okay, maybe I've applied to a couple jobs and I didn't get them, but that doesn't mean anything. Literally, it means nothing. So start to, to soak that in and believe in yourself and believe that new belief system. And journaling is going to be a really important part of shifting your belief system with this. Try choosing one of these three negative belief systems and write down all the areas of your life that are affected by it and make, an ex make a list of excuses you tend to make around time or make a list of all the things you feel like you would be happy if you had that or you won't be happy until you have that thing. The ego loves vagueness. So exposing these things to yourself while journaling, getting them out in front of you on a piece of paper and bringing them into the light, that's huge. Just writing them down and getting them off your chest too, that's gonna help. But here's an exercise that my coach taught me and this is something that she had us do. Um, once you, you know, write these lists, and you're having like a list of your excuses, list of your negative beliefs. I want you to cross off each belief or each negative thought or each like limiting belief you have about yourself, whatever is on your list there. And cross it off and then write next to it by, like B-Y-E with an exclamation mark. And then even like while you're doing it, you could say bye, like you're getting rid of that belief. You wrote it out, you cross it off and you're like, bye, done with you, we're done. By doing this, we're telling ourselves, we're telling our subconscious that we're done with that belief and it's time to let it go. And don't let yourself give up on this process, guys. It takes time and it is not the easiest thing to do. But confidence and self-trust, which are the same thing, just believing in ourselves, that's created by sticking things out. You can't just expect to become confident out of thin air. There's no magical pill I can give you You've got to do the work and continue to do the things you told yourself you would do. How on earth could you develop belief in yourself if you let yourself off the hook every time you don't want to do something anymore? Decide that creating a rock solid mindset is non-negotiable for you. Okay, so dig into these beliefs, try to increase your awareness and pick up on these throughout your day. And then don't judge yourself and don't freak out but celebrate the increasing awareness. Let that be an important part of the process for you. Let that be enough. Forgive yourself quickly and often, and then do a thought swap and start thinking about what does empower you. Oh, okay, one last thing I need to tell you guys about. Oh my God, this is so exciting. So I'm gonna be hosting a retreat this spring. I think it's gonna be in either February or March, haven't nailed the details down yet, um, but it's gonna be in beautiful Costa Rica 
and it's going to be a spiritual retreat. We'll be doing meditations and every day we'll be doing mini workshops. Um, and it's going to be transformational. It's really going to help you leave fear behind and jump into your next level self. And I don't have all the details yet, but we're launching very soon. My friend Melissa and I are co-hosting this retreat and it's going to fill up fast. We're only going to bring around 10 people. So if you're like, you know, that could be for me. I've been wanting to go out and travel on my own. I've been wanting to solo travel, but this is a perfect place to do that because it's like a safe situation where you are with a group, but you're taking that step to go and do something on your own and really give your soul that experience um, as well as to having the workshops, as well as having the meditations that are really going to help you transform and become that independent, that confident self. If you're thinking that is for me, I need to do this. I need to, I live in the Midwest or in the North and I want to get out of the cold this, this, um, late winter, early spring, send me a DM on Instagram at candid.confidence and I can put you on a list to make sure we tell you right away when we do launch this retreat. Cause it's going to fill up fast and I want you to snag a spot if you're like, this is for me. Okay. That's all I've got today. So if you love this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me in it, and tell me what you took away from it. Also, I would love it if you drop me a rating and a review so others can find this podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe, girl. Okay, I love you. I will see you next week.